your secret friend. Underneath the bridge. Who? Top has sprung a leak. And the animals have trapped. Having a clue. Bobby, come my pet. Let's play a game. Just me and you. Any of this mean anything to you? Some say we record on the podcast, but I am the podcast. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, welcome guess, back. Guess uh, what movie we just watched. Guess what I am trying to emote here. I don't think I'm being subtle. I mean, it's... Well, I, to be fair, nothing is subtle tonight. No, no, nothing <laughs> is really subtle. I mean, uh, you know, this is... You know, we it's funny, right before we were recording, and welcome to the Wages of Cinema, everybody. I am Jack, and with me tonight is Andrew. Welcome, Yay! Andrew. Yay! Good to see you, Jack. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's been a little while since we've been recording just two of us. True. You know, we can make it if we try. Yeah, and it's just two of us in the room. Nobody else. <laughs> no one else. You won't hear anyone else in the background. There's no one else who's going to sneak up behind me and, you know, drag me into the shadows with their hug. Thank God. <laughs> so, we watched the Batman tonight. Yes, we watched the goddamn Batman. Well, I mean, that's not the full title, but I'm sure if uh, <laughs> they probably could have tried to title it that way. I mean... The goddamn Batman is going to be a DC animated film coming out. Did you call the goddamn Batman? I know. <laughs> See, if unfortunately, guest star Matt Man is not here today. No, but, uh, if he could have been the goddamn Matt Man if he had, you know. But just but lost opportunity. I'm yeah. sure he'll catch up with it at some point. But um, the first thing I want to say, uh, just right off the bat, um, you know, I went into this movie not a hundred percent like. I am dying to see this movie. You know, I don't know what will come of it, but I was intrigued by how committed the trailer was that when I saw it to like the tone. And sure. that and ultimately coming out of it, I was like this film committed to the bit and I really enjoy it for that. Sure, I I enjoyed this film too. Yeah, it's, I mean I with re the... with reservations. Well, sure, but uh, it it was it, it's certainly not perfect, but no film really is perfect. But um, I was kind of hoping that it would just be a solid film that would be better than Batman v Superman. Which, well, <laughs> to be fair, a lot of movies are better than Batman v Superman. That's, That's not a it's high a low bar. bar. Yeah, it's uh, a low bar to cross. <laughs> I mean, you know, even you know the the you know the. <laughs> Even some of the Marvel movies that I haven't been that impressed with were better than Batman v Superman. I think the main bar it had to basically cross was that it didn't it should not be dumb. Sure. And I don't think you could ever call this movie dumb. No, se. I don't think so. Although maybe 15 minutes from now when I'm thinking about it, I might find something dumb, but for now, oh, oh, I'm okay. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I, I think even in the moment, I think there was a couple of little things kind of late in the film where I thought, hmm. But that's a problem for future, Andrew. Yeah. Let's talk about the present. Yeah, the present uh, for right now. Um, so, for those who don't know, this uh, uh, Batman is not at all connected with... Uh, the other Batman that we've had uh, this century. This is... <laughs> I'm just sorry. I just... Uh, once or twice watching this, I had I flashed to this one bit from... Uh, did you ever see any of the Trip movies? No. You know, no, with Steve Coogan and uh, Steve Bryden. No. Or Rob Bryden, excuse me. They, they have a running gag through the movies where they're imitating Michael Caine. And in the second movie, they do a bit from... Uh, uh, the Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> where one of them is imitating when Michael Caine's like, I will not bury another Batman. <laughs> and What's I just, your point? I don't know. I just, 
I just think of Batman, and then like because they yeah. went on an improv about Batman, and I just sure you know we've had a lot of Batman this, this century, but this is not Christopher Nolan. This is not Zack Snyder. This is you know clean slate. The first time we've had a you know a just Batman movie in you know uh, live live action, of course. You know we, we're not. I wish we could, but we're not going to count the Lego ones. Um, but we'll talk about that later. This one is telling us a story that is not exactly an origin, but it is starting from a point where this is our kind of entry point into this I, Batman I think, world. I think a lot of people will be will be relieved to know that there is not a scene of Thomas and Martha Wayne getting shot in this one? There is not. Like That's... every other beginning Batman we have? No, there's not. Now, we sh now I should tell people that there is Thomas and Martha Wayne story points in the movie, but not about, you know, about seeing, you know, the pearl necklace dangling off in a movie theater. You know, you're hearing characters talk about things with them, but that's for maybe the spoiler section before right. there. For right now, like if I had to just give a very try to give a brief synopsis, but you know, we're we're almost seeing this is like Batman maybe year two or three. He's already been Batman for a little while. This is played by Robert Pattinson. And he's uh up against uh this very nefarious uh character who is leaving all of these clues and you know, dead bodies in particular of, you know, certain cops and political figures and, uh, and things like that. And it's he, the Riddler. He's yeah. The Riddler. the Riddler. Yeah. The Riddler. And, you know, along the way he is kind of embroiled in fishing out the uh, characters in some of the crime families, the, the, Fal the, uh, Carmine Falcone family, which also has the penguin and connected with that is Selena Kyle Catwoman. And um, I don't know if I could say that much more for now, except that it the, the experience of watching this movie, I found really interesting as someone who, you know, has, I've read a good bit of Batman comics. Like, I'm not like a super expert, but I'm, I don't know if I'm really necessarily a casual, like, fan either. But it felt like here is where he is... I, I, the way I would think when I was watching it, my thought was, you know, I've seen a lot of different variations on Batman. This one is like, he is Batman, like almost all the time. Even when he is out and he has to be Bruce Wayne, it feels like he is doing a very poor disguise of himself as, you know, this, you know, guy with hair drooped over his face like he's kind of come out of like the closet hot topic um not like dressed necessarily like that but just his sort of you know i'm doing this with my face you know over um and i found that interesting that that he's and so a character points that out to him or at least once that in a way this batman is almost closer to how with Superman, he's kind of putting on an act when he's dressing up as Clark Kent, when, you know, his real self is Superman. Sure. Does that make sense? Yes. And I like that about the movie. It makes it a, a definitely a different thing, where all the other times, it's pretty clear when, all right, this is when Christian Bale's being Bruce Wayne. This is when he's very much being Batman. <laughs> you know, here... You know, Robert Pattinson, what I like in his performance, he's just very subtle a lot of the time in playing this. He doesn't have to do too much with his voice. He's, you know, just, he, you know, and he doesn't have to think like, I have to put on a voice, otherwise people will be afraid of me. You know, <laughs> which was always, uh, you know, something that became a big joke, I think, with the Christian Bale Batman and even maybe, I don't know if Ben Affleck Batman, that was just screaming uh um now that's the other thing i like here um is that it is very very much a detective story i was thinking that that's pretty good too i mean there uh 
a lot of Batman movies kind of gloss over the fact that he's supposed to be this detective. Yeah, I mean, they'll have elements. They'll have moments where he's, you know, in the Batcave or he's at a crime scene and he'll, you know, you know, like Dark Knight, he finds the bullet and gets the fingerprints. You know, like but that's, that's it. it. Yeah, it's very... Yeah, so, and a lot of times, you know, those moments where he's, they're kind of hinting at his detective side, it's really more for excuse to have these colorful villains and action set pieces. And a lot of times that's fine because you have, you know, great actors in a lot of these movies. Um, you know, so many I you know won't even start to count. But here, it really is more about his investigation into what, the the Riddler is doing and who he's going after and all these different pieces. And that's the other thing I, I found really fascinating. It doesn't feel like it has to be catering to what, you know, the usual thing with an, that audience wants. What do you mean? Well, like, again, that I was, a, I thought we were in the trailer. It seemed like, okay, we're going to have a moment with this little bit of action and then that, but there'll probably be even more of it. And there's not, this is just, a drama, a crime drama that happens to have Batman in it. Mm. Uh, you're pretty close in, in, in that respect. I want to mention something that I think is kind of important. I think actually Robert Pattinson does a pretty good job yeah. with uh, w- with the material. Like I, I, For this script, I think he was actually one of the best choices you could have made. Yeah. Uh, he, he, we get a decent amount of time with him being sort of Bruce Wayne, and we get this idea of who Bruce Wayne is, this sort of reclusive, wealthy person. Yeah. Rarely seen. It's a big deal when he shows up. Yeah. Uh, but it's, but you know, he seems very uncomfortable whenever he's out in the open. Yeah. He has an amazing amount of vulnerability when he's not Batman. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, that's something out, I like too. Being out in the open, he seems gaunt. He seems, you know, he, he seems to be, uh, you know, troubled to be anywhere really yeah that's well that's what i mean it's like he it's almost a struggle for him to put on regular clothes yeah and like to put on a suit is you know there's this little moment where he has to go to this uh this this you know public event and alfred you know he points out like you don't have on cufflinks He's like, uh, and Bruce Wayne's like, I don't know. Here, just take my cufflinks. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a nice little he, he's human not moment. Smooth at all. You know, no. You think about Christian Bale doing sort of his sort of Bruce Wayne act, where mm-hmm. he's just he's kind of pompous and all and all and almost like Patrick Bateman in a way. But but he, he, there's a lot of gloss to that mm-hmm. to that performance. Like there's no gloss at all to Bruce Wayne in this. He's he looks disheveled. He has a big lock of hair coming down over yeah. his eyes. Uh, he 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 looks like his suit's just a little too big. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and he, he actually for Robert Pattinson, he couldn't look handsomer. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting point. Like yeah, you, he's, you, he's, as as a character who you know for a lot of years, I think has been a bit of a punching bag. Even you know, and I've maybe been you know kind of that way a little bit with him too early on because we all he was... know you've been way too hard on robert pattinson <laughs> on our pets yes i mean look, you know look for a while he was known as the twilight guy sure but then you know he just you know said look i want to take i'm going to take other roles i'm going to try to branch out a little bit i'm going to do crazy things with Willem defoe yeah i'm going to just push on <laughs> And boy, has he pushed on. Yeah, I feel like he, he makes this a unique take on the character. He, it's he, not he, indebted to Michael Keaton. No, no. It's not indebted to Christian Bale. I mean, he's not it's, indebted it's, to Val Kilmer or George Clooney. It's like on one polar <laughs> I end. I saw you snicker. <laughs> on one, yeah, I mean, Corey's kind of in the background hearing us, and she's, you know, I'm sure. Maybe, Jack, I told you, nobody else is in the room. Damn it! I spoiled it. I can't keep a secret. I just revealed the identity of our intruder. Um, but I, the other thing, too, anyway. about the movie as a whole, is that when you really think about it, this is Batman by way of seven. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's been the main point in like any review or anything I've seen about it, is that this is... 
you know, very, very much seven. I would say there's also a little bit of saw. A little bit, yeah, but I mean, seven covers all of that. No, I mean, I mean, I, in superficially, terms of a, in terms of actual, in terms of I, actual violence, I meant, there's much yeah. more implied than there is actually shown. Well, it almost goes a little too far in a way for a Batman film. Well, I was gonna say, like, there were some people. I remember when the Dark Knight came out, there were a few people who said, and I don't, I don't remember who. Maybe it was like certain, you know, more you know, sensitive people in the media or something, but they were like, this should be an R-rated movie. No, you know, what... it, it holds those reins pretty tightly. Whereas, but I, yeah, I think, yeah, the, you could watch The Dark Knight and it, it doesn't really show enough that it would cross over there. I think you could make an argument that The Batman is like, even though, it, yeah, it doesn't show as much as maybe you think, it feels very close to like an R-rated movie. It gets close, but it's still it's just like no nudity, but no blood. But uh, I, but in the but in the movie's favor, unlike you know when you watch. I mean, I've never seen the extended version of like Batman v Superman. I mean, I don't want to torture myself that much. But the extended, even though the theatrical one was PG thirteen, somehow the 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 one that's three hours uh, is the one that's rated R. And yet, I feel like that movie was probably putting on more to get to that rating, whereas here it's a little bit more, uh, I don't know if I'm using this word right, organic. To be like, actually, it feels really edgy. Like, it's not like the director is, you know, putting the audience on. It's just, this is the tone of the movie. Yeah. Does that make sense? You mean it's not... It's not trying to be. It's edgy. not being. It it's not you know when when I watch one of the problems I think when I watch the the Zack Snyder movies I feel like this is very quote unquote edge lord. <laughs> ever heard that term? Yes, I've heard that. Yeah. Whereas the Batman, it's being very serious in tone, and yet I feel like it earns it a little bit more. Yeah. That that edge that it has. Sure, I think it's it's a lot more it's organically edgy. It's yeah. Not, although sometimes it is trying a little too hard. Uh, in a, in, some... oh, no, in a few points it is. I was. <laughs> have you ever seen? Have you ever seen? No, no, I'm not going to get it. Uh, okay. <laughs> there are some times when like Jim Gordon, who who is on the the periphery of this plot, yeah, played time, by uh, Jeffrey Wright. There are some times when he seems to be like laying it on a bit too thick. <laughs> Where he's like, mm. he's like, he's constantly moving his head from side to side as he's delivering these lines. And a little he, bit. he has several hushed, tough conversations with Batman. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly the one that you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, to be fair, in that moment, he's trying, he's kind of supposed to be hiding the fact that he's talking to Batman. Right. For like a specific reason. But it, I I get what you mean. A little. There's one moment where he, you know, yells, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, it's it is that you know what? Also, another thing I like too is everything with uh, Robert Pattinson and uh, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, they have really good chemistry. It's again not. It's a different kind of charged sensibility between them. Where I I don't get that he at all is thinking anything like, you know, I find you attractive. He's very much about like, this is the case. We gotta follow the case. And so Kravitz occasionally be like, who's the guy under the mask? Right. And I'm like, that's... that's Batman that's, is all business. Yeah, whereas Catwoman, she's business, but then every so often she'll be like, hmm, how about Kiss? <laughs> and that's that. I like that. Yes. Even though it's, it's very brief when they do it. Um... But to go back for a second, I mean, I mentioned Saw. I, I guess if, if that, there, why I thought of that were there are a couple of points where it's clear the Riddler is setting traps with with some of these people. Like, you know, these, you know, surprise, surprise, Gotham is a completely corrupt cesspool. Oh, sure. But we knew that from the <laughs> Which is like saying, you know, DC is a corrupt cesspool. Or something like that. It's got a nice, uh, it's got a nice underground uh, subway system. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that take was... that for what it's worth. DC, yeah. you get a free shout out. 
Yeah, but I, you know, and I guess those setups, you know, you have to have some outlandish moments. But it's, I don't know, it, there's a part of me that's watching this thinking this is a really interesting depiction of this world. Like the Gotham in it, it's it's very, even though it finds this middle ground between the sort of super... This, the, the more old school 40s stylization of the Burton movies, but it's not like a little more drab like I thought maybe sometimes it was in the Nolan movies. I don't know if drab is the word I'd use, but it's like sometimes when you watch the Nolan films, it's just like, all right, they're just on a street. Whereas, you know, and that's fine, but, you know, he in this, the bat, in this version of Batman, even though it's, you know, on streets you can recognize, it feels like its own place. This one feels a lot grittier. Yeah, yeah. It's it's made of grit. Yes. It's, <laughs> like, it's very muted. Very, oh yeah, yeah. That's, well, it's funny, In I read a brief interview, not interview, but I read something, I think it was just yesterday or the other day, where one of the producers on the Batman actually told Christopher Nolan, we're trying to beat you. We're trying to make something that's darker and grittier. And my thought was, you're not really competing with him. You're competing with David Fincher. Yeah, in a way. You know, you're, you're trying to make the Riddler, um, what's it, is his name like Joe? Or what's you know, the Kevin Spacey character in Seven? It's Kevin Spacey. He's just, yeah. The embodiment of pure <laughs> evil. Yeah, and I and you you've got you've really got to say that it's like that most of this stuff is cribbed directly from Seven. Oh, I it's have, like if you watched Seven, it's like oh how how would Batman fit into this? That's pretty much how it would go. Yeah, and, I mean all the way down to the fact that it's like you know our our main villain is not mentioned. Uh, our our main act, the person who plays our main villain. Yeah. Uh, we have no idea who he's supposed to be. No, I mean you can kind of tell by his voice. I think in seven, they were really trying. They were trying Entire a lot scenes more. Are from seven. No, it it is again. I'm not. That is a mark against this movie that it isn't at that original in its presentation. I think what I but what I like is that if you are going to crib from it, at least try to commit to the bit. Yeah, so to speak. And the way that the the Matt Reeves, the director, he commits to this style, at least it's still... He takes all the best parts. It feels sincere. Yeah. It's not just like, I'm copying this because I'm, like, I think it's all cool. I mean, I'm sure he does. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure... No, I'm, I'm sure he totally does. But there's still something else I think he was trying to... There was some intention with utilizing that style i mean if you're doing it it's one thing to just be a complete ripoff and then the line between ripoff and homage is always you know of course we talked we talked about that with like tarantino for example i, I don't hold it against him i you know you could do a lot worse in your career than to rip off one of the best thrillers of ever made yeah you know uh it's but eventually it's like if you if some people are going to see this and have no idea what seven is and that, then those people are going to someday see seven and be like oh shoot Batman <laughs> ripped off this entire thing oh yeah yeah i mean down yeah it's it's very much that i, I think why i was also thinking of saw is because again i haven't seen a lot of saw movies i've seen just like the first i, I well no, i've seen the first one i watched most of the third one randomly in the middle of the night once and then i saw the most recent one that was just called spiral and and no the thing is in those movies what one of the the things is have you seen any of them i have not seen a single saw movie okay well not missing too much um because they're not that good in general i'm i don't know how unpopular popular opinion that is but in those films, Jigsaw, one of his things is, I'm I want to play a game, but I'm trying. I'm proving a point because his targets are people who've done bad things, you know. Like in one movie, for example, it's like you know going after corrupt cops. Do again. you know what you're describing right now? What seven? <laughs>
Well, you know, actually, you know what? It's funny though when I think about it. One of my big one of my big problems with Saw when I saw it was I thought to myself, "This is just ripping off Seven, yeah, and it's not very and it's really dumb." <laughs> and that's and the, the, but to go back to our earlier point with Batman v Superman, the Batman isn't at least on first appearance, it's not dumb. Yes, you know you're being led it has, along. It has some clever puzzles to it. Yeah, which when you see the answer, you're like, "Oh, that was a clever thing." Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it, it it's made... giving you like it's giving you certain little clues, like uh, what was the the one about you know the the lies, the sl- let the thing lie. What does a liar do when he got when he's dead? Yes, exactly. he lies still. Yes, mm-hmm. clever, you know, it, and it, it's it's something that you could think, okay, what's something we could do with the Riddler? You know, we are we've are, we're not going to do Jim Carrey. <laughs> In this movie, <laughs> you know, Jim Carrey is in it. His, you know, he's brilliant, but that's not going to work here. No, that would feel very out of place. It would change the whole tone of the movie. Sure. Um, actually, it'd probably be like a pretty brilliant satire if they did that. <laughs> but, um, but no, we, we we could use his whole thing with drawing out these convoluted riddles and having these codes and. You know, in a lot of ways, too, his character is, uh, I don't know if I'm using this word right either, but he's kind of like an incel. <laughs> he's one of these, like, guys who's online no, kind I... of cultivating, like, his own, like, without giving too many spoilers away, he's trying to create his own following online. He, he kind of, yes. Which is a detail I almost wish maybe the movie had delved into more, but the movie's already three hours, so where do you have the time for that? Yeah. I I think I think even better like superficially, like visually that's what he is. Mm-hmm. I it, within the the universe of this of the this mm-hmm. movie though, he has a much more interesting backstory. Mm-hmm. Which he he doesn't necessarily hint at. He just lays out in these very general terms, though. Yeah. But it's still intriguing. Yeah. I think uh, we can go into sort of spoiler territory now and yeah. elaborate without um, uh, talking yeah. around the main plot. No. Points. Yeah. The one other last thing I wanted to mention, though, I think why maybe I'm also fine with the tone of the movie is because, again, it's going even, you could say, even more extreme than how people said, like, oh, the Nolan films are dark and... You know, re- pro- I've revisited at least you know I've re- revisited Dark Knight maybe not maybe a couple years ago and I've seen parts of those movies. In retrospect, I don't know if they're that dark. <laughs> you know, they're you they're think, more. They, you, you think that the Nolan movies are dark, but though one in the Nolan movies ever talks about how a baby dies from the cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing think... at baby death, but. <laughs> But you know, you make yeah, absolutely yeah. Like, and I think maybe you've talked, maybe we've talked about this like sometime, long time ago. That in the way, like the Nolan films, they seem like they're thrillers, but they're actually action movies. Yes, they they seem like they they're smarter than they are, but they're not smarter than yeah. they are. And, that, and no, no, that's a terrible way to put it. <laughs> what I mean is. The Nolan films try to seem smart, but they are at heart action films. Yeah, this isn't an action film. They're pretty good action films, I'll say. You know, watching The Dark Knight again is actually a real treat. (laughs) But it's not the sort of thriller that it wants you to think it is. This one, I don't necessarily think succeeds at being a thriller either, but I don't think it's trying to be. No, it's really... This sounds like a cop-out phrase, but it's it's a character drama. Yeah, You're, You're really... It's meant to really get into what is eating away at Batman and, you know, Bruce Wayne, which is, you know, who he is at all. And Riddler is getting at him with that. And the one last thing I want to say before spoilers, I think why I'm also, why I'm fine with the extreme tone here is because, you know, again, following the Batman in the comics, one of the things that's always nice in Batman is you can try different things in Batman. You know, there's been so many different kinds of stuff in Batman over time that you can have, you know, you can be accepting like, okay, this person's doing this style. Is it as much as I love this past style? Maybe not, but it's 
yeah, I'm going to give this a shot. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it, again, I'm really impressed by the storytelling here. And again, the acting drives it along. I don't think it's like, I wouldn't put it quite on the level of the Burton ones, but I might put it above at least uh, some of the Nolan ones. All right. So that's uh, our general thoughts about anything else you want to say before spoilers? Uh, I think it's a pretty good movie. If uh, It's not necessarily... You, you seem like you have a caveat. It's not necessarily great for kids, so if you want to take oh. your small children to it, I would yeah. suggest reconsidering. I, I uh, Yeah, I think I, I, I saw... I don't know if the, I saw this correctly, but it seemed like this one... Uh, these three kids were kind of taken out of the movie halfway through. Yes. Yeah, and I don't think they came back. <laughs> well, It could be because it's very long. Yes. You know, I mean... Kids or are... they were possibly kidnapped. I don't know. <laughs> you have to find the clues. <laughs> That's not his voice. All right, so we're going to get into spoilers now. So if any of you uh, are waiting to see the film or are, you know, spoiler-averse, you know, you should stop right here and go take a walk or just come back to it, you know, whenever the time is right. <laughs> Adorable, huh? <gasps> I don't believe you were invited. I'm on to you, Nigma. Ah, you're still chasing riddles. You're still giving up. <laughs> Is that what you believe? Well, how do you know what to believe, Batman? Maybe I'm not giving clues at all. Maybe you're seeing things that aren't there. But then again, maybe I am giving you clues. I could be giving you a clue right now, couldn't I? Of course, it's possible that you're just paranoid. By the way, did you see my latest toy? It's a two-way radio. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to meet the great Batman. He's here because he hasn't got a clue. Um. Just so. keep your phone playing this whole time. <laughs> Leave it in another room. Wait for the podcast episode to just yeah, finish. Exactly. So da, 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 da. spoilers. Right. Um so like there's there's a lot here about uh just you know, it, I know how corrupt Gotham can be sometimes. I mean, I've watched even the TV show Gotham that's a large part of what that show is. Sure. But this, like, you watch this, and there are a couple of points, at least, until, like, you know, even, but then in the mind, what, what's fascinating here at times, you think, well, you know, the Riddler is a murderous maniac, but does he have a point <laughs> about how corrupt the district attorney is and how corrupt every cop is and how... The city has really been run by a crime lord for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> and it's almost... All of that is true. And it almost... You almost wonder watching it, like... How did the Batman... How did Bruce Wayne just never know about this? Was he just in the dark so much? Or is he, like, a little naive? Well, it's the problem with Bruce Wayne in everything. He is so focused on what he's doing mm -hmm. that he doesn't see what Riddler calls the larger picture. Mm. I mean, there are so many details that have escaped him. He doesn't even take care of his own finances. Yeah. He doesn't... He barely goes out. Mm -hmm. He is constantly on patrol to the point where the days blend together and he has to keep a journal of everything that happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he's... That's how focused he is, and that's why he doesn't notice anything. Yeah, he's like... That's what's fascinating me, too. It's like this Batman is like... He could. He's falling apart as he, we're watching him. He's obsessive. Yeah, yeah. Like he, the Riddler is really. Yeah, yeah. And I liked that. That's they drew that parallel. I think in a really. That's why I said as a character piece, that's what made it interesting. Is that yeah. they drew those parallels, and because you know the one thing about the length of the film, you feel like you get a lot of time to really soak that in. Yeah. Um, it, it really, so many times there are moments where the film refocuses itself in a way, because it's like, mm. you feel like, you, you feel like you're at like the sort of two thirds point 
where, you know, the third act is going to begin and you're like, okay, so everything's been set up. This is going to be taken care of. But then the movie goes on. Yeah. And it goes on and you're like, okay, this is the point where the third act begins and where everything will start to resolve. Yeah. And then it goes on further. <laughs> and it's... And there, there are a lot of strands. Like, there is a point where... I feel like the Riddler's actually gone for, like, a good half hour of the movie. Yeah. Which is maybe, like, it is... That could that may be a necessary thing. Like, maybe we've had... Like, I realized at a certain point... And the Riddler... Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. But we've had... We had so much of the Riddler already in the movie. We maybe needed a break. I, I don't necessarily think that's true. I think you're right. There... I think more specifically, there is a point in the film where the, the plot kind of stops... Hmm. Uh, the, well, the part, the time I'm thinking of, since we are in spoilers, yeah. we do have this moment where, where Batman finds out more about his family's past. Yeah, yeah, we find out that basically that uh, that Thomas and Martha Wayne were very, you know, they they were covering up some stuff. Like Mar in particular, Martha uh, had like a very tortured mental uh, health history. Sure. Um, and you know, was and and then also Thomas Wayne was actually like he saved you know he saved uh, Carmine Falcone's life. We find that out a little earlier in the film, but that actually that detail pays off when you find out how embroiled he was with Carmine Falcone. And then there's the other Maroni family, right. where you know that there were char you know characters were basically killed off, and Thomas Wayne was involved in the cover up. Was that it? <laughs> yes. I'd have to maybe watch it again to fully understand but, like, mean, every step of that. But basically what you need to know is that like Thomas Wayne was really, really shady. So yeah. Although some of that gets count some of that is sort of objected to by Alfred. Yeah, I mean, Alfred, yeah. by the way, we have not mentioned Andy Circus yet. No, and he's very good. Yeah. There's he's not I don't know if is he in it enough? Well, I would it's always good to see more of Andy Circus. I'm just glad to see Andy Circus when he's not just a CGI monstrosity. No, and that's that's a great point. Like he, whenever he is himself like his face on screen, he is great. Like remember Black Panther? Yeah. Remember Avengers 2? Mm -hmm. Like when Andy Circus was on screen, it was like, oh yay, he's gonna act for us, and he's gonna we're gonna see him like as or, himself or in uh, King Kong. Yes, but <laughs> also, but also you know he does a really good job. He's a really good Alfred. Yeah, yeah, he has a very emotional scene with uh you know with with Bruce Wayne when he you know all these secrets are are coming out, and he you know and Alfred does have his side of it, but. You know, he, he tries to make the point to Bruce that, you know, he, you know, Thomas Wayne, you know, he, he made mistakes. Yeah. And. Serious mistakes. Yeah, very serious. But I like that. What I like in that scene, how it co comes near the end, Bruce Wayne, he actually says, like, I didn't think I knew fear anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now I, you know, <laughs> I'm really afraid. But it's not until, like, he can get past that plot point that it's just, like. We could finally get back to him looking for the Riddler because he totally ends his search for the Riddler. Uh, like, not, he doesn't totally end it, but he pauses that whole well, plot point to kind of take care of this thing. Well, you could say the thread still involves what brings the Riddler back into the film, which is, you know, John Turturro, by the way. Yeah, but he's what, also very good as yeah. uh, Falcone as well. Yeah. Very different than. Uh, uh, Eric Roberts in yeah. Dark Knight. Ah. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I know. Very he wasn't different. he? He wasn't Falcone. He was the other guy. Oh, Falcone was oh. in the, the Batman Begins. Oh, oh, right. Oh, right. Oh, I'm mixing them up. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Wilkinson was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> some but, of these some that, of these characters get mixed. But that aside. It's just like that. The Riddler does things that force Batman to confront his family's past, but none of that really illuminates the plot. I mean, it illuminates the character. If we think about it, yes. But if we think about resolving the plot, yeah, where Batman has to figure out, uh, you know, 
who is responsible he, he part so much of the plot has to do with finding the rat who yeah. is the person who informed the police mm-hmm. about this drug bust that made so many people's career yeah he's trying to find out who that person is mm-hmm. and once they find that out then the rest of the plot unfolds till until the end yeah nothing about bruce wayne finding out his parents past illuminates his path towards finding the rat mm. i think yeah i think it the only thing it does for him is fill him with a lot of doubt about like that he can do whatever it is that he's been doing that he's basically you know He's worth no. He's worthless. I mean, but even beyond that, he's like, well, what? Alfred's talking about his family's legacy, and already at the beginning of the film, when Robert Pattinson is like writing in his journal, he says, like, I am my family's legacy. He doesn't seem to care about their public legacy in any way. He doesn't seem to care about you know hmm. the the what is it that fund that becomes a major the, the, part of the plot. The, the human fund. It's not called the human <laughs> fund. But you get with the Thomas Wayne sets up this charitable foundation. That is not an important. That is not an important thing to him. It is something that is in the background the whole time and becomes important later. But it's just like Bruce oh, Wayne doesn't care well, about that. Well, there was that. Well, yeah, that's. Hmm. I mean, maybe it's the kind of thing that he didn't think he care, he cared about until he did. So, <laughs> I don't know. You make a good point. I I wonder if I watched it again, if maybe that would be more of a sticking point. It's an interesting development, and it's an interesting thing to ponder, but as as it fits in with the rest of the plot... It's a bit of an outlier, and it causes that, and it, and as I said, it just sort of brings the plot to a halt, where it's like, until that one plot point is resolved, the Riddler never comes back into the picture. I mean, this is supposed to be a race against time, where he's where yeah. Bruce Wayne is trying to figure out, you know, who's the next target? How do we stop the Riddler? And he does none of that. You know what's a strange thing in the movie? Near the very end... Uh, Batman has they're only he early on at the very beginning and then near the end he has narration. Yeah, you know which is that's also uh, the comics or something. It's very film noir. Yeah, oh, very film noir as well. <laughs> this is like, you know, I I made the joke. Uh, this is like in Spinal Tap when they get the. Do you remember Spinal Tap? Yes, they get the album cover and it's completely black. Nigel Tom was like, it's none more black. <laughs> this movie is none more black. Yes. But he he says, like, because the movie starts and it's Halloween. He yeah. says specifically, this is October 31st. End of the movie, it's November 6th. And I I forgot how how many days it was until he said it. And I know well, I know the election happens in the movie too, which is also a weird thing though, that like the mayor is killed. And yet they still have the election anyway. Well, sure, it's it's mandated to be on a certain day. <laughs> you can't you can't just stop that because one miserable candidate dies. Uh, right, right person who's not in the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, no, no. I, no, I was. I that did pop in my head though. I I, I had two sides being. Like, and it's Wait. hard to tell because it's like no scene takes place during the day. No, yeah. One it, scene I know of it happens in daylight. Everything yeah. else is like twilight or dawn or d- deep midnight. And and it's such an overcast day, that scene that takes place in the day, that, you know, the other person who's not here in this room would actually be like, maybe we should get some sun in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, but you know what I mean, though? That even though it it feels like it takes place over a longer period of time, even though it's like, wait, this was a week. Well, well, sure. The movie took three days for us to see. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's bad. I mean, certainly, it was hard to account for all of those days. We would have a hard time saying, okay, when was this November first, second, third, fourth, and fifth? Yeah. That would be hard for us to pinpoint, although that's not strictly necessary. No. I, I think I, I, I'm I not really bothered by that, but it is a no, weird detail. No, you know? it is, because it feels like a lot more happens, and he's 
you know, he, Batman is doing this investigation and it feels like it's taking a little more time than just a matter of days. Sure. Now, I mean, again, that, that could be another detail when I watch the film that, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, oh yeah, but, but I guess to go back to your other point, like, I can see what you mean that it uh, the details about Batman f- and Bruce Wayne, one the same, finding out... What? <laughs> Go on, go on. Yeah. Uh, that does stop the film in a way. It stops, like, the progression of the the plot. It, it might, again, they might say, well, this will set up him later. But it, that also doesn't seem like the case either. It feels if it like does, but, it would be worth it. But, you know, that's going to take a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what uh, I want to talk about now? Please. I want to talk about Paul Dano. Yeah, the... One of the most punchable faces in modern movies. That's true. He's very punchable. <laughs> Which, uh, did we talk about the movie Prisoners? Had you seen Prisoners before? Um, no. Really? Oh, that's a good one. Um, in that, he's, uh, you know, the, he's punched to the point where you're like, okay, calm down a little bit. Right. But, no, he is, yeah, it's interesting how, you don't really see his full face till pretty late in the movie. Sure. But I I could still feel like his presence through a lot of the film. How so? Just like through his eyes. Like I think that was one like maybe commonality too between Batman and the Riddler because of the way the Riddler wears that mask even though he's trying to hide himself you can see like I have my eyes like this, Bruce. I'm just doing yeah. a weird eye look like this, Bruce. Anyway, but what do you want to say about Paul Dan? Uh, he, he... I don't want to say he's overacting. But there are points where you see him on screen and he makes you want to laugh. You have to admit it. Uh, you know, but here's the thing, though. I Well, would you say laughing like at him because he's trying to be serious or that he's like or that he's actually like trying to be funny i don't think he's trying to be funny if he's trying to be funny in this film then i don't know why Hmm. no it's the same thing of like it's him going over the top he is no he it kind of is um i was fine with it only because i think the movie needed it only like there's so much of the tone of the movie that's at this tone we have to be like this and you have basically paul dano and you have colin farrell yeah. and they are the two characters that are closer to being in what we Again, it's more of like a comic booky movie. Sure, and I Col- think Col- and I think you need a little bit of that. It's still tempered with the world that they're in, but I think I I appreciated that a couple that I was getting a couple of performances that were a little bit bigger than yeah. everyone else because well, you needed does that a really contrast. Good job. Oh no, I and I was actually I was a little worried about his casting only because uh, like why get him. There are so many other character actors who could do that, and yet it it worked. Right. Like, but I think it's a good sort of uh, contrast where Colin Farrell goes big, mm-hmm. and he seems to fit right in. Yeah. I Paul want, Dano yeah. goes big, mm-hmm. and sometimes you have to cover your mouth to keep from snickering. Uh, yeah, I guess what helped was he wasn't... They spaced him out enough in the movie... That I was at, when he did pop up, I was like, okay, well, yeah, he's going a little big here, but it was more in, you know, but he's also, again, putting on a voice, you know, he's covering up his voice with a, you know, scrambler thing. And then he finally gets his big scene with Batman and, you know, when he's finally like in, in jail. And I, 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 I was kind of into that scene. Sure. Uh, It, It is a good scene. And there are parts where I laugh. Yeah. Well, and it's funny. Well, I, 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 well, I mean, well, do you, let me ask, do you, do you laugh in like the same way that we, you know, I was, do you like, Tom, like, for example, Tom Hardy as Bane, that is also a very big 
performance, like in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, but I wasn't laughing at him. I was trying to figure out what he was saying. Oh, I was laughing my ass off at that performance. Uh, I think I think he knew that he was being like totally funny. I think if there is a problem with Paul Dano, it's maybe that maybe he doesn't quite know if he is funny, like or he's just being serious. Maybe now I'm I'm revising my opinion. I thought maybe he was. Gen- try- yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm saying. I, mean, I guess just for me, it's just sometimes he, he he just delivers a little too much. Where it's just like, where he's just like making noises. And it's just like, you're not intimidating anybody. You're just, you sound goofy. Well, I, I don't feel like I have to be intimidated by him to just still find him creepy. Yeah, but... I think there's a difference, like, between the creepy where you kind of laugh at it and the mm. creepy where it's like, I don't want to be near this person. Mm. I, I Aside from that, he, he does a pretty good job. Yeah. I mean, again, he's extremely punchable. He doesn't get <laughs> punched very much. And well, well some, what's, funny is and you th- what's funny is you think he... I was fooled for a second because I thought he was getting punched by Batman in that final uh, fight. And yet, and then suddenly they pull back and it's not him. Right. I somehow in my head thought like, oh, did he get out of jail? And I was ultimately glad they didn't do that. Yeah. I, but there are also points where it's like, where the camera's on him and he just seems rather uncanny. Where it's like, uh, where <laughs> this is a weird thing, but there were times when I was looking at him like, is this a CGI Paul Dano? <laughs> Why would they do that? You know, <laughs> and it's just yeah. like, he just looks weird. And that that was creepy to me, where it's just like he doesn't look normal. That's the kind of creepiness that I that's really more important in this. Yeah, not the creepiness where he's making like ooh noises. And and the thing I was mentioning earlier, like his character, what it's well, the thing that I was a little bit struck by. There's there's the point in the movie where they find you know you know Riddler reveals himself, or he just basically allows himself to be caught, kind of in the same way again, like. Kevin Spacey and Seven. Right. Um, they go to his uh, his apartment. They're looking around for stuff. They discover that he's... They met, They say... There's dialogue where they say he's cultivated a social media following. He has 500 followers. Yeah. And that was the point where I said to myself, wait, what? Like, I have 500 followers. I have 500 followers. <laughs> We're like Spartacus. And I haven't killed a single person. <laughs> yeah. What does that even mean? He has 500 followers who will do what? Like, Well, then and, they answer that question. Well, no. Then it's supposed to be he's able to get like a dozen or so goons to like get guns and, you know, arm and be armed to like take out the mayor and a bunch of other people when basically the final plot uh, is his whole thing is leading up to he's, you know, set up in uh, seven giant ex- explosions and vans that make the city flood. Right. And so everyone then has to, you know, crowd into Gotham Square Garden. <laughs> and, you know, and it's also here that he's told his followers, like, go... No with... one decides to go into their own buildings, which are numerous stories above water. Yeah, well, that's the thing also about this plan that I found a little goofy. Like, okay, yeah, this obviously will wreck the city in a lot of ways but it's not like you're gonna kill like a lot of people people just scramble and they'll stay in their buildings until they can de-flood the city someone repairs the seawall yeah at first i thought they were actually ripping off the the plot the plot point from dark knight rises where they blow up the bridges and close off the city right um it's not quite like that but again but to go back to the point though i was making like I just, the thing with Riddler, I found him more intimidating just as this, like, you know, extremely, you know, a uh, weird presence with all these, you know, again, these, his riddles, his, his codes, all this stuff. When they enter in, like, he's a, so, he has a social media following. I feel like that kind of dates the movie a little bit. Huh. I mean, it's very contemporary, but it's not like fatal it no it's not it, but it's just still like then they have to then mention dialogue like he set up all these safeguards so people can't you know track him and like 
what? How does this work? I don't know. Hey, Bab, that was the one point where I was maybe was overthinking a, a story point, mm. and that might be more my problem than the movie's problem, but I don't know. Um, it just seemed like an odd choice that they had to put that in there as if to explain how he could get, you know, goons. Right. Like, he can't just go out and recruit people. He has to have people online who will then come to Gotham at this key moment. Yeah. Because then how, you know, as if how they know they're going to get out if the yeah. city's flooded. Exactly. Yeah. I think, though, the most important thing is really the the similarities that the film sets up between Riddler and Batman. Sure. Where, you know, Paul Dano lays it out in his big speech where it's like, I, I, I've just done what you've done. I've applied it, applied selective terror to a certain number of people. <laughs> he, 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 and he, he's all, made, I'm sorry. And all of them were worse people than that you ever beat up in, in your entire lifetime. So, you know, as you said, the cliche is what's the difference between you and I, but, he, but you know, again, the film kind of makes that point. What is the difference between Batman and the Riddler? They do basically the same thing. Yeah. No. It, against it, very bad people. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's what I like in the movie. And I think that this movie, I think, does a slightly better job of that to me than even, like, when I watch The Dark Knight, that's kind of what Joker tries to lay out to Batman. Yeah. In a way. And I don't think it works as well there, actually, as it does here. Yeah, well, part of the thing is that Joker's plan is not about... I, I think Joker's plan is well, superficially maybe... about proving a point, but really it's not about that at all. He just wants to mess around with things. Yeah. I mean, Riddler, Riddler is more pointed. Riddler has much, much more focus, and he has a goal. Yeah. He wants to kill all these people who have wronged him specifically, but wronged the city in general. Well, it's it also goes back to that whole... Um, his focus on that um, revival plan. Yeah. You know, that's a big word that he lays out. And I guess that was also another detail that there was a revival project that Thomas Wayne was working on. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, but of course you weren't doing a revival and that's Riddler's like, I am really making a revival. You know, that's kind of in a way his whole point, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what else I want to say about with him. It just, it's still, I think, a very compelling performance. You're right that it's probably over the top. Maybe part of that is just how Paul Dano is. I mean, you know, you see him in like, I, I was getting, you know, he's channeling a little bit of that Eli Sunday energy from uh, There Will Be Blood. Mm. And uh, I I guess maybe I just like that sure. quality sometimes. Um... I mentioned before about there are other actors maybe we didn't talk about so much again Jeffrey Wright I think is really good Solis Gordon yeah you with his little head shakes um, oh I pointed this out to you when we were watching the movie uh, Peter Sarsgaard yeah <laughs> pops up as the district attorney his pretty a pa uh, pretty good performance as a pathetic man yeah <laughs> yeah I really like he just really gets two scenes. But you learn everything about him just from those two scenes. In one scene, he's really high yes. and laying out a lot of things to... And in the other scene, he's so, really yeah. scared. Yes, very <laughs> scared because his head is about to be, like, exploded. Yes. And it's it's kind of fun to see that he's in a different DC movie. Yeah. After... Uh... Aside from the bad one. <laughs> yeah, which we, we won't have to talk about. Um... And uh, we already talked about also Zoe, like with Selena Kyle, she was, they actually had stuff with her. I wonder, like they gave her a backstory. She, she was tied into the plot really well. And you understood why she was in the film. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. That, that worked very well. I think um, probably tied in better also than in like Dark Knight Rises. Sure. Um, and, uh, and I don't mean to keep comparing other Batman films, but you, you, know, you can't help it. Sure. Um, they both have Batman in them. They do. <laughs> yeah. And I think ultimately, again, I I come back to thinking after this movie ended, you know, this isn't, this isn't a great movie, but it's such a good Batman story. Yeah. And it's, it's sometimes hard to get, you know, you can have 
entertaining films that have Batman in them. Right. But this one is, again, real. There are times watching this where I thought, like, is this really? I wonder how the now after the movie ended, there are people came walked by me that were like, "Such a good movie, man!" Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But I wondered watching, like, how I wonder how people are going to take this movie. I know that's not you know neither here or there my thoughts on it, but it's it's so like you're watching just this you know developing you know detective noir story and i don't think people are used to that they're used to like you know lots of action in their films and this has really just two scenes where there's kind of a lot of action and they're really great action i i i'm thinking of three right now oh um there's the climax there's the car chase scene there's the fight in the nightclub oh, uh, there's oh yeah also i wasn't the even thinking scene in the subway oh action yeah, uh, yeah. I guess I guess I wasn't thinking there's the about the police those station so much. scene. Yeah. Oh, the police station scene was great. Yeah. That was uh, really entertaining. Do you You're know right. what I thought Batman was doing when he was zipping up that suit? <laughs> he had, he has this flight suit that he's going to like he's going to jump off and he's going to spread his arms and he's going to be able to fly. Do you know what I thought he was what? going to do for a minute? I thought he was dressing up to look like a statue and he'd stand really still. <laughs> And the police would be like, oh, where'd he go? He must have jumped. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, sometimes, like, you can see I mean, oh, profile, he looks a bit like a gargoyle. And it's just yeah. Like, that can't be what they're doing. But I think that's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Great point. Um, and that the car chase was, pro- was very intense for me. Yeah. The way that they shot that, it it felt very claustrophobic. Which is not usually what you think of with a car chase, but how it's a lot, it's, and you know, maybe it's because I've been, you know, my, my day job right now is teaching driving, but it kind of put me on edge a bit, you know, thinking about like the ways that people can get into accidents and, you know, and it it even managed, it, it even has like a visual cliche, you know, with it being at night in the rain, Yes, which is a bit, that was a, I thought it's just a bit much, but I'm like. This is still very exciting. Right. And, um, you know, again, it's it's the kind of movie where at the end of it, I, I turned to you and I said, like, I need to get a little bit of Kleenex and clean the screen. Yes. Because <laughs> it's so dark. The film is like the Batmobile in this movie. Huh. Rather slick, a bit overbuilt, but still kind of cool. Huh. And a bit grungy. Great. Great analogy. The car is a metaphor for the film, and the film is a metaphor for the car. <laughs> huh. Yeah. And which and it's funny because it's also hard to see how the, the car looks entirely. Yes. Which is kind of like the movie, too. It's hard to make out things sometimes. Right. You know, I mean, and also, too, the line where Batman says, as I started the review, you know, people think I'm hiding in the shadows, but I am the shadows. This movie is the shadows. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good place to stop. Yeah. So again, if you guys are gonna go see the Batman, and you know what else you're gonna go see this weekend? Uh, Find a babysitter for your children. Yeah. Again, that's the one other point. Maybe not that apt for really small children. I'd say. You know, like they, two inches tall. Not for them. No. <laughs> No, maybe they need to. They should stay home and just you know watch more Lego Batman. And why not? Lego Batman's awesome. But if you're gonna go see the Batman, let us know your thoughts. We're at wagesofcinema at gmail dot com, and we're on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, the Twitter. And if you really like us, leave us a review on. Uh, we're also on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we actually, I we actually got a review not too long ago from S Steve. It was, the name was just Steve, but the S was in like a dollar sign. So I know it's like dollar sign Steve. Steve. Yeah. Dollar sign Steve. Thank you. Dollar sign Steve for your review and your comments about our review of, uh, Rebecca versus Rebecca. Um, you know, maybe we'll uh, try to do more classic film reviews. Based Rebecca on your versus comment. Rebecca is my favorite giant monster movie. Uh, you don't want to. Lawrence Olivier is like, stop fighting both of you. 
they, they can't hear him because he's too small. And, you know, and they have to fight while there's like a burning house. Yes. Um, so thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Thank you, Andrew. You're welcome. You're always uh, a good bat friend. Thank you. Thank you. I hope to res- return some other bat time good. on this bat <laughs> podcast. You, you, you will never bury a bat friend. Thank you, Michael Keane. <laughs> My bad, Michael Keane. So with that, uh, I'm Jack. And I'm Andrew. And the wage of cinema is vengeance. Good night. What is the price for your blind eye? The hell are you supposed to be?